Hello, my name is TJ and I'm one of the voices behind the Geek Sweat podcast. This is a special message regarding the next episode which has been recorded out of sequence during the coronavirus lockdown in the UK. Now, in response to the government daily briefings and general health and safety requirements for the pandemic, the Geek Sweat podcast team are practicing social distancing for this recording in an attempt to create new segments and continue sessions from our respective homes via a joint video call while we aim to minimize the risk and the spread of the infection from COVID-19. As such, we are working in the absence of our steam sound engineer, Giovanni Bastianella, AKA Neo Geo. And we hope that you can bear with us and any changes in the audio quality from what you may be accustomed to earlier. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Geek Sweat podcast. We We watch watch films to save you hassle. It's another podcast with a filmmaking twist just for you. I am TJ and we will be bringing you hot topics in the film industry, inspiration interviews with IMDb listed filmmakers, review sweat on online series as a stream, trailer talk on upcoming feature films and cult TV perspectives on classic shows worth revisiting. Geek Sweat is available on Apple Podcasts where you can stream over 750,000 shows. Look for the lowercase white eye with two white ring halos inside the purple square and you can have access to over 20 million episodes in their library. Good day, sweaty geekers and geeky sweaters. You are now tuned in to the Geek Sweat podcast. You are now listening to Review Sweat and this is episode 124. My name is MKH and I am your lead presenter today. I'm going a bit robotic for some reason, but never mind. Let me go back into something more casual and laid back. Yeah, non-natural. I am going to be joined today by none other uh, fantastic and marvellous Jaybird. Hey, hey. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us. And beside Jaybird is the magnificent and he deserves all the crowns, King Dom. Hey, welcome. I don't know why I'm saying welcome when you're the lead presenter, but then... <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> uh, you just the did pick me up. I love how King Dom first, like, waved his arms instead of, like, saying any words. Like, he's like, eh. <laughs> How are you guys? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I've got to say, right off the bat, I have not seen the film that we are going to be talking about today. So you are going to have to ah. guide me by the hand through this film. So there will be spoilers in, in today's episode. Not too many spoilers, but um, I, I can't talk about anything about spoiling it. So um, Yeah, not just films, just stuff in general. Yeah, yeah, that's why that's why I'm just really bad at dating. But anyway, um, he, today we are doing a review sweat and it's it's going to be a different type of review sweat because review sweat is usually reserved for um, series, whether it's on Netflix, Amazon or BBC iPlayer. So anything with uh, plus eight episodes. But today we are venturing into new waters and it was, there was some pushback behind the scenes, but I got my <laughs> way, which never usually happens. But... I'm just glad it we, was we're at this position. It was a bloodbath on WhatsApp. <laughs> exactly. I thought someone was so, going to cry, man. I so thought someone was going to cry. I did cry. I just didn't put the emoji. Oh. <laughs> How did we I know what you were thinking if you didn't put the emoji? Oh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I was like, I put so much effort into watching this film and I really enjoyed it. But um, So, yeah, we're doing a film today, a, a film that was released on Netflix uh, the tail end of April 2020. I think it came out the 21st of April, to be precise, but I could be wrong. And the film in question 
is called um, Extraction. Now, I've got a few notes here that I'm going to read out and then you guys dive in at any point. So Extraction was written by 50% of the Russo brothers. Some say it was the legs because the screenplay doesn't seem to have any brain power behind it. That is a comedy uh, formula joke. Yeah, they they could have worked that into community, to be fair. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) So, but to be uh, more factual, it was written by, um, I think it was Joe Russo that wrote the film. And um, this film was the feature-length debut of the director and his name escapes me at the moment let me just check his name quickly but he has worked with the russo brothers um on a number of different uh previous films sam hargraves um yes sam hargraves um and he actually he actually did a cameo for he himself did. in the film he did he was one of the um soldiers mm-hmm that actually gets murdered in the first act, <laughs> yep. which is quite funny. <laughs> but um, yeah, because he had to get back to directing, obviously. So yeah, it was written by Joe Russo. Yeah. Um, so Extraction, <laughs> what is it about, you must be asking? Um, we follow Ozzy John Wick as he aims to rescue the son of the drug lord millionaire. Um, would you agree with that synopsis um, there, uh, Jamie? Pretty much, pretty much. Very simple. Save the boy, rescue a kidnapped boy and deliver him back to his father who's in prison. Exactly. I said <laughs> it's taken with a headshot fetish. Would you, would you agree? Oh, my God, yes. There were a lot of headshots. People complain about the amount of violence in film and TV. This one was pretty much nonstop violence. Yeah, because I, I've got here that uh, people, yeah, like as you said, it was a lot of unnecessary violence. Um, and did, 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 did that put you off the film? Did it make you want to pause the film in places? Um, I paused it anyway because I was in the middle of doing stuff, but <laughs> um, I, oh, great. I, I think, I think, in the scheme of things, that's where the whole kind of you know, it's all legs and no brain, um, comment because because it was so much action and so little kind of um, you know building the story it was so it it just felt one-dimensional for me because that's what i was going to say i i i've also got another note here it's man on fire with a melanin deficiency (laughs) because (laughs) when you look at uh when you watch man on fire which i did actually revisit after this film that's that that story has a lot of depth to it like it's such a slow build up like like when i when I romanticized Man on Fire, I thought it was fast paced, mm. but everything in it is so slow. Like, it's a really slow film, Man on Fire. Even the way that um, Denzel Washington interrogates the different people is so, like, he goes through things so slow and methodically. I've always found I was like, that, Jesus. I've always found that with Denzel Washington, though. He's always a very slow talker, very kind of, I have to get my lines out and. I but I felt in Equalizer, which is basically this is also Equalizer with melanin deficiency. I felt that Equalizer was a bit fast paced for Denzel Washington. Mm. Did you not? Because he used to use the watch, and it seemed like he wanted to do everything in like a certain period of time. So yeah. that's why I feel like the Equalizer was a bit more fast paced. But Man on Fire was really really slow. Yeah. Did you like it? Um, Man on Fire. <laughs> 
I did like it. I did like it. Um, I think I, I, I liked it more on the on the rewatch because I actually got to yeah. understand the character. I've actually watched the DVD with the commentary by the late Tony Scott, who was the director, and that is actually mm. worth two hours of your life if you're into films okay. and direction. I, I might I might actually um, try and see if I can bootleg, bootleg that from somewhere because I watch Man on Fire on Amazon Prime. So I don't I don't think it has the director's commentary. Actually, I can check that. But um, yeah, I felt that you got to know Denzel Washington's character a lot more than um, Tyler, who's who's the main character played by Chris Hemsworth yeah. in Extraction. I, I, they did try to give mm-hmm. him a sort of backstory, but it was a by the numbers story. It was very simple and plain. Basically, he's doing the stuff he's doing because. Uh, he, his nine-year-old son died of cancer and his wife divorced him. So he has nothing to live for. So he takes ma- uh, mercenary uh, jobs where he almost certainly um, has a death wish. is expected. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He's expected to die. Um, I've got another note here uh, and you can agree with me or not, um, uh, Jamie, but I enjoyed... Uh, so. Um, so this is in regards to the unnecessary violence. Uh, I enjoyed seeing a white non-American committing mass genocide on, on, on brown people. I thought it was quite refreshing. What did you think? Because you know we're used yeah. to uh, the American blockbuster. So Rambo, for instance, he will go anywhere else <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and kill a bunch of foreigners. Yeah. I think it was nice and refreshing to see someone with an Aussie accent do that. It still goes, <laughs> for me, it still goes along with the whole white hero trope. Well, white savior, isn't yeah, it? Because he goes. Yeah. Um, so this whole, like, the fact that he wasn't American didn't really hit me. It it hit me more that he was Australian, you know, because he was just being himself. You know, he was acting in his own own accent as opposed to putting on an American accent. That's the only thing that hit me. So, from your perspective, I'd say not really. Because for me, it was still the... It's not refreshing. No, no. Because does Australia have a pageant for Australian people going over to like like Asia or the Middle East and blowing up people? Is that a thing? Is that a thing in the... No, they don't. The film industry in Australia? Because, yeah, because Britain doesn't have that thing either, I don't think, unless I'm mistaken uh, and forgetting some films. I think America has a real passion for going over to to foreign countries yeah. and have blown up their indigenous people yeah, music- because it's funny to them. For them to have avoided the white saviour trope, they would have had to have given the other guys in the background more of a role. Mm. So I don't think it completely escapes being the white saviour. But um, who actually cares when you look at Chris Hemsworth's arms? Am I right? Those arms are jacked. Yeah, they're huge. <laughs> And you know what? That's actually the first time. And it makes him a bigger target, which is, you know. Well, yeah, he did get shot quite a lot and he was still walking during that film. So maybe just, yeah, he just absorbs bullets like like a sponge. But I was going to say, that's the first time I've actually heard him use his own accent in a Mm -hmm. film. I've never seen a film with him uh, using his 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 uh, native accent, mm. which was which again for me was quite nice because I'm used because I'm such a Marvel head. I'm used to um, seeing him as four, but even in four, he was trying to put on some weird English English. It's like a thespian accent. English accent. Okay, so in terms of 
the action. What did you think of it? I found it to be seamless. It was so it's hard to tell how much was done for real. It kind of veered in between what the Matrix and John Wick are. I feel that extraction was the action was done using computer generated graphics, but the fighting looked like something out of a unref well a more refined John Wick world. Um, if that makes any sense. So John Wick, it, like all of the fighting's done um, practically because the director's ex stunt um, coordinator, which ironically the director of this film is also a ex stunt coordinator. But I feel that he used a lot of director cutting tools to make mm. the action seem more seamless than what it actually was. What did, how did you? Because I, I was really engaged with that. I thought it was really good. Yeah, I mean, it just kept on coming, didn't it? Um, yeah. For me, it was kind of like, um, when does this end? <laughs> but also in the in the same same token, it was kind of like, as you say, you know, it was really well done. Um, I don't. I mean, there are a few things. It's kind of like, well, why is the other guy so bloody and he's not? Considering the, you know, in terms of um, Chris Hemsworth characters called Tyler. So if we're looking at Tyler's character, he takes a pretty bad beating, but yet, like, you, you never see his face bloodied and bruised, but yet, like, his, his co-star, the, the young um, Sagu. So the number two to the, yeah. the, the drug boss in prison, yeah? yeah. Um, we were, you know, he got, like, really bruised and battered and, you know, so... But that's because Chris Hemsworth faced the moneymaker, like, you couldn't really sell the film if his face is battered. Well, he, yeah, but if you want to add a bit more realism to it, you know, you wouldn't keep his face so pristine, if you know what I mean. So for me, it was like uh, just another fight scene. Some very interesting ways of um, killing people, though. I'm like, you know, garden tools and whatnot. But, um, yeah. What, what did you feel like... Um... So there was a scene where it looked like the kids from Stand By Me oh. um, put on brand face <laughs> and decided to attack Chris Hemsworth and he started slapping them about. Yeah. I thought that was a really funny scene. I, what did you think? I thought that was, yeah, I thought that was, I mean, that would annoy me too if kids came up to me and kind of like tried to bully me. It's kind of like, dude, I'm, I'm like three foot taller than you, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? get out of here. Like, Look, midget. <laughs> <laughs> Move along. Yeah, yeah. Let the adults and let he, the adults play. <laughs> you know? And he's slapping around these little Bengali kids, um, which I found was really funny. Um, I don't know how you feel about um, violence against children, Don, but there is a scene where they are throwing children off the top of a uh, building, yeah, which was, that was um, I think if it's justified, I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> I don't know if the kid, it no. was justified that the kid gets thrown off the top of the building for some stolen money, yeah. but yeah, they definitely deserve to be slapped around by by Chris, well Tyler, in the film, which I thought was uh, really quite uh, <laughs> funny. I mean, I do quite sense. enjoy. There's a James Bond film. I think it's the Man with the Golden Gun, where he gets an Indian boy to repair his boat and then pushes him off the boat once it's fixed. I always oh. thought that was funny. 
So it seems like uh, South Asians have always been, um, I guess, fodder for yeah, uh-huh. props for, um, I guess, white straight male um, aggression <laughs> in film. If um, not in life. <laughs> absolutely, that too. Um, I'm going to say, um, I'm a little confused like um, about the genre of the film. Obviously, it's an action film, but is it action comedy? Is it played quite straight? Oh, so, yeah, it's I, supposed to be quite serious, I'd, I'd say. Action, action, quite serious. I don't think it's supposed to be comedy. I, <laughs> I think, you know what I think it is? I think um, the Russo brother, Joe Russo, he, 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 he brought, he, he crossed over some of his um, Marvel elements. So like um, Captain America, um, Winter Soldier, by for all intensive purposes, is a spy thriller. But you had comedic, comedic lines in it, and I think that's what you you saw or or even heard in Extraction. So there's a line where he's he's dodging bullets and dragging this little um he, he's Bangladeshi boy. No, he's, no, he's Indian. They take him to Bangladesh. So this little Indian boy for the crowd, and and he says to him, "Do you trust me?" And the boy rightfully says, "No, I don't know you. <laughs> why? Why would I trust you when you're getting bullets sent at me <laughs> in a foreign country? No, of course I don't." So yeah, there are moments like that, and obviously you have the moment where he he slaps the little <laughs> instead of like fully punching a child with his massive fist, he just open open palm slaps him like a well like a child he is. At least he didn't kill them. He didn't. <laughs> At least he didn't kill them. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Like at least he didn't kill them, like the um, the mob boss that they work for. But um, yeah, he he still slapped them about, which I guess could be just as painful. Um, what did you think of the the biggest um, drug lord in Bangladesh? I thought he was too beautiful to be a drug lord. I just yeah. didn't believe it. I and, and for a second, young. well, and quite young too. Yeah quite young to climb to the top and every moment I just expected him to break out in a Bollywood song. I mean, the hair <laughs> on that guy was absolutely beautiful. Yeah. And his, his beard was groomed to perfection. And, and like, his just, clothing was immaculate too. Yeah. And there was a moment in the film where he told the colonel how to colonel, which I thought was quite funny. Yeah. Like the, the colonel watched his troops get killed on the bridge and instead of the colonel taking it upon himself to send more troops, he turns to the colonel and says, send more people. Because, yeah. oh, yeah, good point. <laughs> I, didn't, I never thought of that. <laughs> yes, the white devils are getting away, and I don't need to send any more troops until you actually told me. So uh, I thought that was quite funny. I think also part of that was just to show him being as powerful as he was. Because he... he cause, in the story, so you've got two drug lords basically, and it's basically the Bangladeshi um, drug lord has kidnapped the son of the drug lord in is it Mumbai, India, in, yeah. yeah. So yeah, so that that's where it comes from. So the 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 drug lord in Mumbai is um, in prison, um, yeah, and his son gets kidnapped by the rival. <laughs> Rival drug lord. So, so what he tries to do, he he basically sends um, Tyler and his uh, militia group in to extract his son, and then once his son is extracted, he sends his number two to get his son because he doesn't want to pay the full bill for the rescue. That that's basically. I thought the, it was his number. I thought it was his number two's um, plan. I don't think the father knew that that was what was happening because he was. No, he, that, he was the one who just said, "Get my son back at any cost." 
otherwise I'll kill your son. Yeah, but I think it was the fact that um, because he had his accounts frozen, yeah, because obviously he's in prison, he shouldn't be able to access his money. Yeah. That's why he said to him, I think I think it was kind of implied, like, yeah. I'm not going to pay the rest of this because my accounts are frozen. Yeah. Go and get back my son because mm. obviously you don't have money like that. And if you don't get my son, I'm going to kill your son. So it's it's a lot of attempted child killing in this film. I, I think, like, what's, what's, what's Joe Russo trying to tell us with his, his, his pageant for um, killing children and getting them kidnapped in the foreign countries? Do you think it's there's... probably in there just to get a reaction, an audience reaction, you know, some kind of visceral kind of response. Because I, I, and I also... really didn't like that scene when they were throwing the children over the... <laughs> yeah, and, and, and the fact that um chris hemsworth's son died of cancer at such a young age as well mm. like there's a lot of child death and um okay so something really interesting i i had this conversation with a, a actual bangladeshi person and um <laughs> not because they were bangladeshi just because they watched the film as well <laughs> but um i said what did you think of um the film being in bangladesh and he said um First of all, it wasn't shot in Bangladesh and none of the actors are actually Bangladeshi. They're, they're basically putting on Bangladeshi face, which was quite funny for me to hear. But um, he said the overall theme of the, um, of the film was father and son dynamics. Mm. So you had um, Chris, Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth, character Tyler, mm-hmm. trying to... Um, he saw in the boy he was rescuing his his dead son so he said he was trying even though he wasn't going to get paid he's going to do right by this child mm-hmm. obviously you got the drug lord's son being kidnapped who then threatens the son of his number two and you have the orphan annie children mm-hmm. the top the biggest dude who was probably 14 seeing the Bangladeshi drug, drug lord as a father as figure. a father yeah father figure yeah. definitely went out of his way to kind of um, you know, please him. So yeah, and um, yeah, exactly to the point where he 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 gets the last shot in at Tyler at the end, which sends him into the water, which I thought was that's a spoiler, quite... right? <laughs> oh, I'm spoiling the hell out of this. <laughs> sorry, 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 Kingdom. If you were going to watch it, <laughs> well, I might not bother now. Um, no. Some son things. That's a Russo brothers trope, isn't it? Because there are a lot of like quasi father son relationships, even in Community. Obviously, in Captain America, Captain America has his mentor who's killed. Yeah, but I think you find yeah. that kind of relationship dynamic in a lot of films, though. I don't. You know, I, I wouldn't say it's like I don't know. No, for, for me, it's just run of the mill. But you know, you get all of those kind of relationship type dynamics, whether it's mother and daughter or, or father and son or father and daughter or whatever, or s- sibling and sibling, you're always going to get some kind of familial relationship that kind of pulls a little bit and tries to kind of make the story a little bit more um, relatable, so to speak. Okay. So like to put it another way, if it wasn't like a well-known writer, you wouldn't see anything special in the script. Or detect anything very well yeah, done. Yeah, I don't think I would have looked for that theme if it wasn't for the fact that it was a Russo brother doing it. Uh, and I think he does kind of hit, like he really hammers that home, that dynamic in the film, which was um, quite interesting to um, now think back. Because I didn't, because I did watch the film and I did take a lot of notes, but I didn't actually think about that theme until 
uh, this person highlighted it to me. And then I said, yeah, it does really make sense. You should be on the podcast. And then I said, no, you shouldn't be on the podcast because you'd be taking my role. <laughs> but um, yeah, so, but no, it, it yeah, I don't Do think... Do you make that quite clear? Because um, that could have become awkward. Oh yeah, I definitely did. I don't like when people try and steal um, my, my my roles. And I make no apologies in stealing his... Um, theme <laughs> thought process and i'll bring it here to you guys right now um, we can so give him a shout this... out no absolutely not <laughs> <laughs> that's how they do it in hollywood it's like a territorial stamp isn't it absolutely yeah. um i've worked too damn hard to, to get this segment um so <laughs> so this film was actually released on the 24th of april 2020 um and it was set uh it was released with a from a budget of 65 million dollars um and it says here that um i think it let me just check how many streams it had so the viewership it was watched by about 90 million households during its first month of release making the biggest premiere in the site's history where do you think it compares from yeah that is absolutely fantastic where do you think it compares to other netflix original films if you guys have bothered to watch any of them the one that springs to mind is bright obviously and you have that other long boring festival which is called um bird box sorry bit of a cough bird box <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and also um what's it what's it i, I paint houses that one as well Oh, we're returning to one of your favourite subjects from last year. Are you still watching yeah, it? Yeah, so, yeah, I'm still trying to get through it. <laughs> I'm still at the mark like 15 minutes. Of time. Yeah, so that film as well, obviously, was another original. Um, Jamie, have you watched any of those other films? We've, did you watch Bird Box? Uh, no, I don't remember. I don't think I have. Yeah, I, 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 if I don't remember it, I probably didn't. Okay, I, I think it's better than Bird Box. Um, I, I, from what I've seen from that, what, what is that film called? Oh, yeah, The Irishman. From what I've seen from The Irishman, <laughs> <laughs> I've really enjoyed it far better than The Irishman. But to um, be fair, you've only seen the right. first 24 hours of The Irishman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need to get to the other 72 hours of The Irishman. Uh, I, I, I think it's better than Bright as well. Um, trying to think what other Netflix I no I don't think it's better than El Camino I don't think it is but but then again there's such different films and there's such different paces but I I, I did enjoy El Camino but then again I'm, I'm a Breaking Bad fanatic so yeah, I guess like a more why. like pertinent question would be do you think Netflix is bringing anything to the table in terms of the style of original films they're presenting to people now no, I just feel like um, they're just throwing money at big names and saying, just make us content. We don't care where it is at the moment. Go for it. What do you think, Jamie? Yeah, I, it, I don't think it's anything special. I think it's just more of the same. I, I don't even know if you... I, I, th- I think in terms of action films, especially ones with, you know, kidnapping ones, there's only so many kind of triangulations and, and, and twists and things that you can do. Um, and I think they've all been done. So I, I don't think it brings anything special. And I don't think Netflix is bringing anything different. But that's not fair, though, because everything's already been done. Yeah. That, we'll, stop, we'll stop making films today. Well, no, if... but that's my point, though. It's very hard to, to 
to stand out and be special or be, you know, groundbreaking or, you know, you know what I mean? You, you, you do a story and all, all that matters is, is that story coherent enough and do people enjoy it enough to want to see it? Good point. With that being said, do, do you recommend that Dom sees it and, and the, obviously the viewers and the listeners? Um, oh, you know what? I, Bearing in mind how busy I am right now, Jamie. <laughs> I, I wouldn't go out of my way to see it, but if you like a little bit of kind of, you know, shoot up action, go and see it. If you want a little bit of kind of t- child abuse, go and see it i mean it's it's just one of those films i mean you take it as it comes so you got nothing to do sure go see it so echoing what jamie said if you just like mindless violence um you can watch this or you can watch hardcore henry which is about a russian first person shoot 'em up game slash film which i found was really interesting but um we're not reviewing that at the moment but yeah i I, yeah if you get a spare moment watch it. it i i i if not for anything else but the fight sequences and the gun sequences. When when they're not doing dialogue, I think it shines <laughs> most, to be fair. But the action sequences, I, I was fully engrossed mm. in them. But yeah, the, yeah. the, the dialogue it, is it, pretty crap. It is, it is one of those films where it's like you, you don't have to think. You, you, like There's no intrigue, really. I, I didn't think there was any real intrigue. I didn't think there was any real kind of like... Um, you know, light bulb moments, or uh, th- this is not the kind of film that will give you that that kind of you know um, you know reward. It, it really is yeah. a shoot 'em up kind of yeah. film. There's no pullback and reveal. You're not yeah. going to be shocked by anything that yeah. happens in it. You're going to say, "Oh my god, why that character?" Yeah. You're probably not going to care about that character um, that much because no one's really developed in the story and um before we wrap up mo- most interestingly there is uh, a sequel planned yes there is and yeah i saw that which i i would like to see how that transpired obviously they're going to get back chris hemsworth to do it and i um mr russo joe russo will be penning the um the scripts again and i, I suppose they're going to bring back the the same uh, they could go down so, the the uh, Rambo routes, you know. He's been to like Asia. He could go to like Mexico next time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but can you imagine if like they just kept it local to Australia? That would just be really funny if he just went to New Zealand, and started plowing down some Maui's. That would be like <laughs> just, for no, just, just for no reason. They're, all, they're practically extinct, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, or, or, or he goes to the Philippines and. You know, they've got a psycho president at the moment, so he tries and takes out one of his guys. I don't know. I I would prefer they don't uh, kind of slip into the, okay, we're going to make this America-centric type thing. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, I think it'll mean. be quite novel if they do do it around in and around Australia and that area. I think it'd be nice to see new... Um, new things. Yeah, bring Carl Urban in and he can be the New Zealand um, component. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely for that. I might, I might start a, a online campaign because the Russo brothers like those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I was going to say a GoFundMe, but obviously they don't need the money. So yeah, <laughs> an online petition, definitely. Um, so, anyone, 
any more for any more before we, we, we close? No, I'm good. I mean, like, um, but as I said, you know, it, it's, it's good mindless violence if, if that's what you're looking for. It's a no-brainer, so you don't really have to think. You don't have to kind of, like, watch intentively, you know, and, and try and figure out, you know, any puzzles. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a nice thing to have, you know, and watch lightly and, you know, and have it running in the background. <laughs> yeah, you could definitely be doing your taxes while watching this film. There's no, there's no brain power needed yeah, to watch yeah, this film. Yeah, uh, yeah just enjoy. Um, I guess before we go, I should say, has there been anything else on Netflix that you've enjoyed recently during this lockdown quarantine time? Dead to Me is a new series. Well, the second series is coming or is is coming to Netflix. So I'm going to be really interested in watching that. So that features uh, Miss Applegate from um, Married with Children. Christina Applegate. Yeah, Christina. She 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 did the first series last year, and they got a second series coming. So I'll be quite interested to interested because it's 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 a two female leads. So we're really interested in where they take the story um, in 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 Dead to Me. Um, so yeah, that, that's 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 what I would like to see. Any recommendations from you two on what to see next I, on Netflix? At what? some point in the near future, I will be watching *The Five Bloods*, which is the new Spike Lee film, which is available on Netflix. I actually I've seen oh, yeah? it, but that's for another that's for another conversation. Okay, Definitely. we will we will have that conversation. <laughs> yeah, excellent. No, Jamie, any recommendations? Uh, you know what? I don't actually have Netflix, so I'm kind of like I can't really answer that question. But uh, th- there is one series that I've been kind of like trying to chase up. Um, because if you remember Warriors last year, mm-hmm. um, the second season in theory should have been out by now, mm. but I haven't actually seen much in the way of that happening. But I. I haven't really looked for it hard enough, so I'm I'm looking forward to finding that just to kind of like see where it carries on from season one. Okay, guys, that's been brilliant. Um, thank you for once again joining me on this journey down the view lane. So this has been the first review sweat of season seven of Geek Sweat, and I hope uh, to do more. Um, review sweats where we delve into movies and one-off films but obviously behind the scenes we'll see how that flies <laughs> and whether there'll be more bloodbaths to that effect um, so um, I'd like to first of all thank uh, Jamie bye thanks for having me to be and here. King Dom bye I have been MKH and this has been episode 124 of the Geek Sweat podcast and um yeah this has been great and you've been great and um we hope to uh see and um hear from you very soon okay bye-bye bye-bye bye